Canine Nation eBooks are now available. The first two volumes, Dogs As They Are and Teaching Dogs Effective Learning, are available in bookstores now. More on how you can get them at the end of this podcast. Welcome to Canine Nation Audio Edition. It's Tuesday, May 28th, 2013. Canine Nation is a regular feature column that runs on the Life is a Human online magazine. Life is a Human features articles about what it means to be human, the good, the bad, and the enlightening. This column explores what it means to be human in our relationship with dogs. You can find it at lifeisahuman.com. To get directly to Canine Nation, go to caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. A complete archive of all the Canine Nation articles can be found there. Hi, I'm Eric Brad. Canine Nation is about learning, understanding, and living successfully with our dogs. Modern animal training techniques based on behavioral science can produce amazing results in working with our dogs. Whether your dog is a loved family member or a working dog, a canine athlete, or a trusted companion, Positive training techniques based on science can help you enjoy a more productive and fun relationship with your dog. Join us as we explore the many facets of living with our dogs and taking a fresh look at how we work with them. Whether it's taking a closer look at everyday issues we share with our dogs or busting long-standing myths about training and dog behavior, I hope you find something useful in each of the Canine Nation articles. We're glad you're with us. Now here's this week's installment. A Broken Dog, Epilogue, Redemption and Validation I have heard it said that it is not the destination but the journey that is important. I find myself in one of those moments in my life where I can appreciate that sentiment. It has been more than a decade since I turned away from what I thought I knew about dogs and dog training to begin a journey of discovery and learning that led me to behavioral science the ethology of the domestic dog, human psychology, and a wealth of scientific information about animals and learning. It was a journey that almost at once put me at odds with a number of dog people who either didn't understand or didn't want to understand the things I was learning about. While it felt at times like an uphill struggle against the conventional wisdom of the dog world, the accomplishments have been as satisfying as the results have been breathtaking. I raised a dog. From her first moments with us, she was taught with behavioral science and positive reinforcement. I used treats and clickers, play and conditioned reinforcement, incremental learning and shaping. I managed my use of aversives. I learned how to use and fade prompts. I created training plans. I watched video of myself and my dog to see what was happening in our work together. But for all of my earnest efforts, I frequently heard comments like, Well, good luck with that, and I hope that works out for you, from friends and colleagues in the dog world, always uttered with that polite but barely concealed undertone that said, Oh, you poor misguided fool. I knew it would be years before I had any real answers about what this new kind of training would or would not do for me and my dogs. 
As I recounted in the first three parts of this series on A Broken Dog, my beautiful girl, Tiramisu, seemed to come crashing down at the age of seven and a half years. She had been a wonderful performer in dog agility. Even if I wasn't the best handler, my dog was eager, happy, and willing to run any course with anyone. She loved the game and loved working. And then it all stopped. There was fear and trembling, an inability to perform agility, and even personality changes at home. There was a temptation to fall back to my old style of training and just make tiramisu tough it out, work through it by pushing her into the work anyway, a technique sometimes referred to as flooding. The conventional wisdom I had always been given was not to let the dog get away with not performing. If I did, they would learn that they could avoid it in the future. But my new understanding of dogs and behavior had changed my perspective on that. Such a sudden and unexplained change in behavior could not, and should not, be attributed to a dog just deciding to change her mind about things. This was not just a whim or a plot to assert dominance by playing the victim. Instead, I turned to veterinary medicine to see if there was some physical cause. And sure enough, there was. Medication was prescribed, and we began a road to recovery. At the time I wrote this article, Tiramisu was 18 months past her diagnosis of a hypothyroid disorder. Just over a week ago, Tiramisu earned her Agility Trial Championship and Versatility Championship in the North American Dog Agility Council. While this is an accomplishment of which I am very proud, it pales in comparison to two other things we accomplished on that weekend. First, she completed all 13 of her runs for that weekend with no fear and no hesitation, something that I could not say even just six months ago. And second, one of her qualifying runs was earned at the amazing speed of 6.47 yards per second, and Tiramisu is a nine-year-old dog. What got us here was science and a clear focus on the facts. There was no speculation. There was no just-trying-things-out that the dog experts suggested. I had built years of positive history with my dog, and all of that experience paid me back a thousandfold. We have built a bond of trust that means that my dog will work with me and trust me to keep her safe. She can count on me to give her things she needs, even if that meant not playing agility for a while. I had taught her that perseverance pays off, and this enabled Tira to come to play with me every week, even if only for a little while, and to try to work with me, even if she wasn't feeling her best. And there was a foundation of literally dozens of behaviors I had taught her that she knew so very well, and gave her some comfort even when she felt ill at ease. All those years ago, I made a choice to understand the principles I was using to train my dog. It was not enough to simply follow instructions to get a result. Anyone can follow a recipe from a cookbook, but it takes skill and learning to be a chef. In order to creatively bend and break the rules, one must first understand those rules thoroughly. That was my goal, learning all I could about behavior, learning theory, dogs, and reinforcement training allowed me to create my own recipes for teaching my dog and working with her. 
The road to our three agility championships, Tiramisu also has an Agility Association of Canada championship title, took us away from many of the standard approaches to playing dog agility. I was told that I could not be successful without this or that newly developed agility technique. I was told that I was allowing Tiramisu to make too many decisions on her own out on the course. I was not exerting enough control over her. I chose instead to teach her and to let her work with me. I made many adjustments to my own handling style to accommodate how she ran and her running style. We didn't follow any of the popular techniques. We made it up as we went along. In the end, it has become a kind of dance. I learn by watching my partner, and she watches me. She goes exactly where I send her. That's not to say that I'm a perfect handler. I frequently send her to places that I didn't intend, and not all of our runs are qualifying runs. Tira has fun because I am never disappointed in her, no reason to scold or reprimand. Her bright eyes and sassy barks are all I need to tell me that she's ready to play. If I had focused on results rather than on how we played the game, I might have a very different dog than who Tira has become. It has been a great ride with my dog so far, and I've learned more than a few lessons along the way. Perhaps most important of those lessons is that the process is more important than the results. The ribbons that cover my wall represent hundreds of hours working and playing with my dog, not just the number of qualifying runs it took to earn them. A focus on results rather than how to attain them might have cut our journey short. I'm confident and excited that Tiramisu and I have many more fast and fun adventures in agility ahead of us. Our positive and reinforcing process gave us that. Another important lesson for me was that, when it comes to dogs and dog training, conventional wisdom may not always be the best way to go. Just because someone tells you that you should be doing something with your dog doesn't make it the right thing to do. If I hadn't learned what I learned about dogs and behavior, I could have done things with Tira that I would still be regretting. Just because someone claims to be an expert or can boast about titles and awards does not mean that they have anything of value to offer you and your dog. Yes, you should listen and consider, but in the end, it's up to you to understand what you hear and decide if it's right for you and your dog. I chose my own way, and I wouldn't change a thing. Finally, at the end of the day, I have learned that everything we do with our dog matters. It's the little things we do every day that add up to the kind of relationship we get to have with our dogs. Tiramisu and I spend about eight minutes each week training in the agility barn. It has been that way for years. But we work on behaviors at home every single day. I teach her things, and we practice at mealtimes, and even in between. All of that training is done with positive reinforcement, no corrections. And Tiramisu has learned that working with me is fun because she won't get reprimanded. It's no surprise that her wonderfully positive attitude comes with her when we get out onto an agility course. Last year at this time, I didn't know if we would ever get to play agility again. Having come through this breakdown and getting Tiramisu back to competition form, I know that she is truly a champion. She has the heart of a champion. 
and I am grateful to be able to share my life with such a special dog. It seems that we have done things right after all. And to those who told us, good luck with that, and I hope that works out for you, well, thank you. And it did. Until next time, have fun with your dog. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Canine Nation. You can find the text version of it at caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. Teaching Dogs Effective Learning is the second Canine Nation ebook to be released. It is a collection of essays from the Life as a Human online magazine on how we train and teach our dogs and what we can learn in the process. The book includes introductory notes for each essay, as well as two essays written specifically for this book. Also available is the first Canine Nation ebook, Dogs as They Are, a look at what our dogs are, where they have come from, and how they adapt to our lives. Both books are available in the Canine Nation store in Kindle format, EPUB format for iPads, Kobo, Nook, and other e-readers, or a special PDF edition formatted for instructors that includes licensing for reprints for students. Just go to caninenation.ca and click on the store link at the top of the page. You can also find Canine Nation eBooks in the Amazon store, on Apple iTunes, at booktango.com, and other online booksellers. You can join our discussion about dogs and dog training on Facebook. Just search for Canine Nation to get to our group. You can ask for membership, and we'll add you to our growing family. If you can spread the word about the podcast or link to our caninenation.lifeisahuman.com page, we would certainly appreciate it. That's it for now. Thanks for listening.